Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday, the 3rd of March. Thank God it's Friday. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off as usual with the scores on the doors and the Dow. Closing above 33,000, 33,004 points, up 342 points, or 1.05%, a really good night in the US markets. It had a high of 422 and a low of plus 4, so never in negative last night. The NASDAQ was up 83 points, or 0.73 of a percent. 11,463 in the S&P 500, up 30 points or 0.76%, only just in the middle for diddle, 39.81. And the VIX volatility index got crushed down 5% last night, uh, 19.65 there. As a result, the ASX by futures are showing a gain of 28 points. So we should be in for a relatively strong day today. Yesterday, we had a, a pretty all right day in the end. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was very much a Dickens day. Yesterday, we had the best of times for the iron ore and resource stocks, and we had the worst of times for the banks, which did suffer yesterday. Uh, reports about continuing competition in the housing market there for home loans with cashbacks, free NBN, etc. And Macquarie making its way into being the fifth pillar in terms of home lending. So that did weigh on the banks yesterday. But today, uh, we might see a little bit of a reversal of that. We shall see, but uh, we'll see how the day pans out. As far as the European markets go, they were all better as well. Stock 600.5% up, FTSE up 0.4, Germany up 0.2, France up 0.7, Spain doing not much, had a siesta. Uh, The uh, turnaround in the Dow, because it did look as if it was going to be a negative day for the US markets, certainly that was the early uh, start in terms of the US markets, but it did gain and did pick up and did accelerate into the afternoon after the Atlanta Federal Reserve President Raphael Bostic said he's firmly in favour of sticking with quarter point hikes. We also saw jobless claims beat and they were holding near cycle lows. The initial jobless claim for the week to the 18th of February fell 2,000 people week on week to 190,000, beating estimates for 196,000. So it's signalling, once again, a resilient labour market despite that Fed tightening. Uh, So we are um, seeing the US economy at the moment, to some extent, shrugging off the Federal Reserve. And um, we also saw... Uh, Mohammed El Aryan said the Federal Reserve has fallen behind on its inflation fight for the third time in just two years, and it's already damaged credibility as a further risk. Interesting. Well, the Dow took those cues from Bostic very well, but unfortunately, I guess in some respects, the 10-year yield pushed through 4%, 4.07%, up nearly seven basis points. The Aussie 10-year, 3.93%, up 8.4 basis points. The two-year 
in the US, pretty much unchanged, 4.889. So heading towards that uh, 5% for the two-year, 10-year through 4%, which is kind of, as they like to say, kind of a big deal. So um, that was certainly, uh, should have weighed on the US markets, but it didn't, and Bostic got his um, rally, I guess, 342 points on the Dow. Looking at some of the US stocks, and we do have some numbers coming in after hours on some of some biggies. But we had Apple up 0.4, Meta up 0.6, Google up 1.8%, Microsoft up 1.97%, Amazon pretty much unchanged. Tesla fell nearly 6% after its investor day where Elon Musk laid out his grand plan, of course, to save the universe. Uh, he's moved on from saving the world. He wants to now save the universe. But his grand plan didn't really include much detail on Tesla car making or the next generation of Tesla cars. So that fell a little bit flat, down nearly 6%. Netflix down half a percent. JP Morgan down 1%. Citigroup down 0.2%. Goldman Sachs bouncing back after they held their investor day and wanted to be boring, up 0.8%. Bank of America down 1.3%. Wells Fargo down one8 And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 1.8%. ExxonMobil had a bit of a run, up half a percent. General Motors doing well, 2.3% better. And after hours, we have seen uh, Dell come out with their numbers. Uh, they look as if they've beaten estimates, so that looks as if it's a positive, and uh, that's going to add some positivity, I guess, to the Globex US futures market, which will probably help our market. And Costco results came out. They were down 2% on their results there. Looking at... Uh, other news from the US, the MSCI says the implied probability of a US debt default is at the highest since 2013. Interesting. Plenty of uh, US data out last night. Uh, most of it was, uh, I guess, pointing to a still a resilient US economy uh, despite those rate rises because a lot of their mortgages, a lot of their pain that is felt like we are in terms of higher rates, a lot of their mortgages are fixed rates over 30 years. So that doesn't really have a massive effect. Looking at the scores on the doors in the commodity space, we had, in fact, there's a lot of chatter on CNBC this morning. A lot of the talking heads were saying how wonderful it was that China uh, was uh, not only reopening, but was resurging. So that does seem to be one of the uh, the themes at the moment, certainly from a US perspective. But Brent crude was up 0.2%, 18 cents to $84.56. WTI was up 0.6%, half a buck, 78.05. Gold price pretty much unchanged. Uh, we did see the US uh, dollar index up half a percent, so not a bad performance really from the gold price, being only down 50 cents given the strength of the US dollar. Uh, we saw copper down 2.1%, nickel down 2.2%, aluminium down 1.5%, zinc down 2.9%. They had a big day the other day. Plenty of volatility in the LME at the moment. Lead down 0.4%, and tin down 2.4%. Iron ore slightly higher. You wouldn't have believed that by the rally yesterday in resource stocks, especially BHP, up nearly 4% yesterday. Uh, coal down 3.9%, uranium down 0.4%, and lithium in theory, uh, although it's always hard to get transparency on the lithium price, 
down around 4% as well. So a little bit of pressure on those lithium stocks remaining. And of course, the indigestion from that large placement from cattle in Pilbara Minerals also going to be weighing on the big boy in the sector. But certainly um, cattle did extraordinarily well out of their uh, investment in Pilbara. As the Fin Review points out, they made $800 million on their investment in three and a half years. They stumped up 50 million bucks at 30 cents in late 2019 when everyone hated lithium. Remember those days? That was a support package effectively to support the Pilbara boys. They also put in another 8.7 million bucks at 36 cents. One year later, you can see how dramatic has been that rise. Um, their initial interest was about shoring up the Aussie lithium company's uh, ability to convert supplier to convert to being a supply and affiliate company to one of their affiliates, Yinbin Tianji, uh, which has emerged now as one of the five largest customers at Pilbara Minerals Plant. Of course, it still is one of the biggest customers there. Uh, they account for nearly one-third of Pilbara's original Pilgan plant capacity of 380,000 tonnes a year. So, uh, big customer, big profits there. All right, let's move on a little bit. Let's look at the commodity stocks overseas. BHP was up 2.9% in ADRs. Rio up 1.4%. So, following on from our gains yesterday. Freeport McMoran, though, down 0.4%. Alcoa up 4%. Tech down 1.3%. Anglo up 0.3%. Glencore down 0.4%. Vale down 1.3%. Arbemarle in the lithium space, down 0.9% overseas. So there we go. In local news today, looks like BHP's takeover, Oz Minerals, is heading to the final fence as we have got Australian court approval for the takeover. Probably one of the smoothest and most well-managed takeover bids we have seen for a long, long time. Very disciplined from BHP. Raised their price once. Oz Minerals got on board. There was not a lot of arbitraging going on, not a lot of toing and froing. Oz Minerals are the natural home for uh, BHP, or BHP rather is the natural home for Oz Minerals. All we have left now is the uh, formality of the Oz Minerals shareholder vote, uh, which I believe should all be done and dusted, I think, in early April, so not far away about. Uh, a month or so away there from that all being done and dusted. Oz Minerals will then disappear without even a squeal as uh, it goes off the boards and becomes part of BHP. In other news today, Qantas has said they will hire 2,300 pilots, cabin crew and engineers in the next 18 months. I'm not sure where they're going to get all those pilots, cabin crew and engineers, and they're looking to refill thousands of roles cut during the pandemic. Of course, those were roles they cut despite the government giving the money not to cut those roles. I'm not really sure where those people are going to come from, and they're clearly not going to have the greatest experience of being cut from Qantas when the proverbial hit the fan during COVID. So good luck, Alan, hiring all those people back. Mineral Resources has extended its offer period for Norwest Energy, the 16th of March. The Paradigm Biopharmaceutical CFO, uh, Justin Cahill, has stepped down. That is effective immediately. Yesterday it was announced that uh, EDI Downer, or Downer EDI, some of their staff have been targeted by the corruption watchdog in a transport projects probe. And interestingly this morning, the NAB's boss, the CEO, 
has backed the recent changes to super announced by the Labour government. We're also seeing on the front page of the Australian today the Beijing thaw as coal, cotton exports resume. Uh, but the federal government remains cautious about proclaiming an end to Beijing's unofficial ban. Hopefully one day we might get Australian wine back into China, which of course has been a massive, massive drop there in the numbers in the terms of exports there for Australian wine. Uh, Lendy, one of the uh, big home loan lenders, which merged with Aussie Home Loans and is now backed by CBA, has kicked off a restructure of its business including axing up to 100 people in that restructuring of the business. In other news, just coming out, uh, we have uh, Blackmore's targeting further growth in China, according to The Australian. And we have uh, Magellan uh, says it could be the target of Wilson Asset Management if shares continue to fall, according to The Australian Fin Review. The AFR cites comments from Jeff Wilson who told clients that while WAM, strategic value-listed investment company, War does not own any Magellan shares, it would be the type of thing it gets involved in. Good thought, anyway. Question of the day today. Given that we're fast approaching Easter, as my wife keeps reminding me, and we need to plan something, where do you think the ASX 200 will close on the day before Good Friday? Where will the ASX 200 close on, well, the day before Easter? Fat and happy at Easter, perhaps? Your answers. And if you post on Facebook, I will keep a record of them. And the closest to the pin, as always, I'll send them a nice bottle of wine to celebrate and drink over uh, that period. So get your entries in. Love to hear from you. And if not, have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.